He's supposed to be Turkish. Some say his father was German. Nobody ever believed he was real. Nobody ever knew him or saw anybody that ever worked directly for him. But to hear Kobayashi tell it, anybody could have worked for Soze. You never knew. That was his power. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. The way you design the world in your mind is the way you relate to it in the real world. And when you design it as dead matter just to be exploited, you will exploit it. When you design it without any understanding of limits, you will violate the planetary limits. When you design it with deep recognition of interconnectedness, you will nurture those relationships. And this basic recognition is what I drew from my learnings in quantum theory, that non-locality, non-separation, interconnectedness, that is the nature of reality. This is episode 168, and I'm your host, Miguel. Today we're going to listen to approximately a 12-minute clip by Dr. Vandana Shiva. She's a physicist, and her specialty is quantum theory. She has a brilliant mind. Dr. Vandana Shiva is an advocate and an activist for small farmers, small community farmers and people producing food for themselves. And she addresses a lot of the challenges that they face as far as Big Agra and Monsanto and these big companies that are really wreaking havoc and meddling with the production of food on this planet. As we know, there's a lot of starving people and people, they want to take advantage and just profit off of other people's misery and suffering so that they can actually own and patent seeds and such. There were situations that I've read about in the past where a, a company like Monsanto would have some experimental corn and that corn would be grown, especially like in India in these countries. And as that corn is growing, that uh, the seedlings and the pollen and such would blow from that conglomerate, Monsanto or whoever it is, that from their farm, it would blow across the field into like a small town farmer's field and it would cross-pollinate and Monsanto or whatever the company is would sue that farmer, that small-time farmer, because uh, they're saying that he infringed upon their patents and such. So this is this is horrific, man. I don't know if you people are aware of this, but this is something that's been taking place a long time and it's getting worse and worse. And I believe that this is very timely because, as you know, right now, Bill Gates is buying up pretty much all the farmland, not only in America, but he's trying to buy up all the farmland planet. And you know, once they have control over the food, you know, we know what that leads to, okay? One of the things that I, I really like about it, as I said, she has a, a brilliant mind, and she's a really a cutting-edge physicist. But in addition to that, she has a very deep, profound, spiritual understanding of, of the nature of reality. And, and she fits it. She fits the quantum physics and the spirituality all into one cohesive thought process, a discipline that she has. And she expresses it so well, okay? You need to pay very close attention to her and her words because she's not, she not only addresses the catastrophic conditions that, of, that humanity is facing today, but in addition to that, she has the ability to show you the path to your own spiritual liberation speaks on it at a very, very deep and profound level. So I cannot do any justice to 
her presentation and, and, and how she breaks this whole thing down, I cannot do it any justice. So I, I would just muddy up the waters compared to her as she speaks. I was initially going to, you know, get into some details about her and her background and everything like that. But again, in this 12 minute clip, she explains it and expresses it so well that you're going to have to listen to this one probably a couple of times. Amazing, amazing Dr. Vandana Shiva. And I really thank her so much for the gift that uh, the knowledge that she has and the gift that she has address a lot of the topics that need to be addressed today because you don't find a lot of physicists and a lot of people of high education and high level and status that are going to come down and actually risk their whole careers and everything just to to give the truth and, and, and to address the issues that humanity is facing today. So really want to extend gratitude to her. So yeah, check this out. Give it a good listen. That's the first segment. On the second segment, we're going to have an interview with an old friend of mine. Uh, his name is Alan Turton, and and he was in the podcast on episode 132. Alan and I get into the state of the world today and what's going on as far as spirituality and the state, the state of mankind and, and the challenges that we're all facing. And, and it's, it's a pretty interesting interview. So Get through uh, Shiva, we're going to listen to that clip, and then I'm going to play the interview with Alan Turton. I will also be uploading this episode 168 uh, with Dr. Shiva. I'm going to be uploading that into my IGTV, Alpha Male Buddhist. And I'm also going to, I have a backup IG Instagram, which is Alpha Male Buddhist Podcast. And on there, I'm going to change the name to that of that over to Alpha Male Buddhist Videos, where I'm going to start uploading a lot of good content like like this podcast and some other stuff so just as a different platform because that the, the, so much power in that video that it's hard to manage the content between the two different uh, Instagram accounts so just understand that I have two IG accounts and one is going to be really dedicated to videos and the other one is going to continue what it does so it just gives me better flexibility and ability to get good content out there so again I want to thank you for listening and namaste but we have a design in the paradigm of mechanistic thought which didn't evolve, it was imposed. That mechanistic thought is based first on the assumption that we are separate from nature and nature is constituted of discrete particles separate from each other who can only relate through violence, through force through action by contact. In the quantum world, there is no separability. My thesis was on non-locality in quantum theory. Everything is interconnected. There are no fixed, essentialized qualities that have been built into the way. People are looked at, nature is looked at. Potential is the defining quality in the quantum world. And because it's about potential, it's also about uncertainty. The mechanical world is based on a false illusion of determinateness, certainty. And in the quantum world we know, we cannot get rid of uncertainty. The uncertainty principle of Heisenberg. To this is linked to the, the fourth principle, no excluded middle no duality, no either or. In the quantum world, it's and. In the mechanistic world, you can either be a wave or a particle. 
in the quantum world, you have potential to be both, and they're complementary. When you realize that the world is one interconnected whole, you also realize that what appears different is actually different expressions of an interconnected reality. For the first time in human history, technology in the hands of the billionaires becomes the new civilizing mission for humanity. The illusions about the big technology firms is they create. They extract. They don't create anything. They, you know, software programmers create the platforms that they use. Even Bill Gates didn't really write his basic program. It was some professor, two math professors in Dartmouth College who did the basic program. Um, they have posited themselves as inventors. When basically, uh, we've done a new report, it's uh, because Bill Gates announced a new project called Ag One. You know, all agriculture will be one agriculture controlled by him. Where does he set up the office of Ag One? In Missouri, where Monsanto's headquarters is. Uh, but we watch what's going on in India, and we pieced it together. So basically, he's financing a lot of data mining from farmers, which will then be packaged back as big data and sold back to the farmers. But this is exactly what happened in your 2016 elections. Facebook sold data to Cambridge Analytica. So when you think of why are the kind of leaders that we have getting created, it's very important to remember that in these 25 years of corporate deregulation of commerce, you basically have a lot of money in the hands of very few people. And they then are the ones investing in all the companies. The companies are not independent companies anymore. They're basically billionaire money managed by the investment funds like BlackRock and Vanguard, etc. They also know that everywhere, People are on the streets. Just look at this year. Show me a country where there weren't protests. Chile, Beirut, Hong Kong, everywhere. So how do you deal with the rising demand for a change? We threw out the East India Company in 1857. The crown took over they established a policy called divide and rule. And then they started to divide Hindus and Muslims because Hindus and Muslims had stood together to defend their land, their livelihoods, their freedom. It took from 1857 to about 1920 for all kinds of means, census, uh, fake identity, because, you know, people in India would say, I'm a Hindu and a Muslim, because they'd, they'd go to mosques and they'd go to temples. And when they'd be asked, who are you? They'd say, I'm a gardener. I'm a blacksmith. For them, the religious part was very, very secondary. Their occupation was their main identity, the place where they came from, the community they came from. And this took so long, this is what led to our partition. And that partition is still being played out. It's an incomplete project. So divide and rule becomes a necessity 
for the 1% to continue to hold on to power? What are the economic policies being pushed while people are divided? Because that's really the agenda. In 1906, when this divide and rule and apartheid was being put in place, apartheid hadn't been named apartheid then. It was only named as a system in 1948. But in 1906, the British wanted to turn Indians in South Africa into second-class citizens. So they wrote an Indian Act. And Indians had to carry, had to register on race. And they had to carry their identities all the time. And a lot of what's happening right now in India around this identity issue is related to that history of the Satyagraha. But most importantly, any police officer could enter your house at any time and demand your papers. You couldn't trade locally. You couldn't practice professions. And so the people said, we would rather die this Refusal to cooperate with unjust law is what Gandhi calls Satyagraha as a duty, as a duty of truth. He was inspired by Thoreau, who refused to pay the poll tax here against the slave system. Uh, he inspired Martin Luther King. And the civil rights movement is very much inspired by Gandhi. But it is when King started to take up the economic justice and e economic equality issues that's when he was assassinated. Because the part is you can talk in very sweet ways about civil liberties, but you don't touch economic justice. And the economy is, for me, it's a double violence because the origin of the word, the meaning of the word economy comes from oikos, our home. The Aristotelian name is oikonomia, the art of living. And when you turn the art of living into the art of money making, which Aristotle called crematistics, then you have to practice violence against the earth and violence against others, destroy their livelihoods, destroy their freedoms, take away their resources. So the violence is multiple. And I look into the future. I say, why are we building detention centers everywhere in India along the border of Mexico? Because I feel that if we don't activate our sense of interconnectedness with all life, with all people, if we don't start sowing the seeds of what I have called Earth democracy, we are going to see 99% people as disposable, especially with the tech working on artificial intelligence, to make sure all the mechanical work is made redundant, whether it be in radiography or law or whatever. Mechanical work will be substituted. And if that's the case, 99% people are disposable. So you can either share this beautiful planet with love and abundance and sustainability, or say, it's all mine, every bit of land, every seed, every mind, because what's being mined is our mind now. And if we don't defend the freedoms of all species and the freedoms of all human beings, we could see within 20, within 20, 30 years, a level of disposability built into the structures that human, humanity will not be able to respond to. So this is the time to make oneness and interconnectedness.
as one humanity on one planet, the political project of our times. We have to remember we are one humanity. We are part of one Earth. And whatever we do, we will not let this basic recognition divide us, either from the Earth or from each other. And together we are strong. Welcome back to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. And today I have with me a good friend of mine and a guest that has been on the podcast before, Alan Turton. You in Canada now? Yeah, dude, I've been in Canada. Oh, I I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we have my name's Alan, I'm from Canada. It's British Columbia, White Rock, you know, been here. And this is where it's at and wherever you're at. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I have Alan with me today, and uh, so Alan, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you've been uh, hanging on in this hard times, and you know what's going on in your headspace now? Yeah, man. So uh, you mentioned I did a video earlier. Basically, you know, I think uh, our, our 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 any routine anyone had, to, you know, in uh, 2019 was obliterated in 2020, right? That the whole world has felt it in some way. Some felt it more than others. Honestly, I think that I had an advantage. I've, I've sort of been light on my feet with my work. I, I basically do visual arts more or less for work. And uh, I think that what you would have seen in a flow through my IG, for example, a lot of what I do, I call it visual arts, but I mean, you could just as well call it uh, marketing. You know, like I'll paint for sale on someone's window. I'll do this, I'll do that. And uh, I provide a service to people. So it, it, a lot of it's very commercial, um, you know, but I call it commercial with a conscience. Why don't you give us your IG? Why don't you give us your IG Instagram? Yeah, my name is Alan Turton, but all with dots in it. A L dot L dot A dot N dot T dot U dot R dot T dot O dot N. I'll put it, uh, the link will be in my web uh, webpage, which is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. Go there to this episode, which is the most recent. And you'll see all of his uh, social media. But go ahead. Yeah. So, like I said, it, it, it's with a conscience, you know. And I, I, what's happened in the last year is the commerce has been obliterated, dude. Like the the amount of control that's being exerted on how we're allowed to orchestrate our lives, let alone our business, our, our lives, they're they're pounding. Like it, it's it's turned into a police state, dude. You know, and. Uh, and I especially think that, Calif especially especially in Canada where you are, BC is a is a hub dude for it in Ontario, and and dude today just today or yesterday uh, another pastor in uh, Alberta just got arrested. Like there for know, what and, for what? Well, he's outspoken. You know what I mean for holding church services, but also like they try to shut him down and he called the cops Gestapo and he's telling the thing is he's such a he's like a very aggressive light worker. You know, and I and I think that because he's been so vocal about what's happening, that he, he made himself a major target, and uh, and they took him in. You know, so it goes to show. That's that's really what what's happening right now because uh, there's an agenda in place right now, and what's happening is people basically the general population has realized this almost too late. You know, when you think about it, because they're talking about 
I was just watching something on YouTube in Chicago. This year, there was almost a thousand murders, like 976 murders, just in like four months, man. In this one little area, I forget what war, 15th Ward or something like that, old block and all that gangster stuff, children and everything. And what's happening right now in Chicago, man, they'll catch you with a handgun. First of all, the way they get the guns, a kid will be walking down the alley, there'll be a van parked with the door open full of ammunition, guns, and weapons. These kids take the weapons. They start killing each other. If you get caught with a gun in Chicago, they take the gun away from you, and they uh, they give you probation. You don't even get locked up or anything like that. You get probation, and you get a slap on the wrist, and they put a tracking device on your ankle, and you go back out and shoot more people. Because the agenda is they want to, to wipe out. I shouldn't say minorities because poor whites right now, we're all in the same boat, and they want us to all wipe each other out, you know, but... That's the agenda that they're, they're putting out there. I don't know. It's something that we have to wake up to. So it seems like like you've, uh, what, what precipitated the, the changes in your thinking recently? Yeah, because well, it comes to a point, like you're saying, oh, it's almost too late. It's not. It's it's, not no, it's not. It's not. You know what I mean? And, and if anything, like, yeah, I'd say it's more urgent, you know, but the time is now. It always has been, you know, and I, and I think that, but it comes to a point where it's like, okay, what do I care more about? Being real? Or, or having this superficial identity that's based on, you know, all this bullshit. Most of it's tied in with our social media, I think, at least for me, you know, where it's like we get so tied in with this fictional reality that is, is, is created intentionally to distract us from the true reality that's happening out our doors daily, you know. And, and I think that the more that I get this sense that, we're being rounded up to the slaughter, the more I'm like, you know what? I don't care about, I call it Babylon. What I'm it not is. invested in it, dude. I'm not, in, and in fact, and but I have been invested in it, but to any degree that, that I am, I'm cutting ties, dude. I'm cutting ties to that system and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm looking for a better way, you know, which it also exists. So I what is what is the better way? Christ, dude. <laughs> Amen. Know? Amen. That's it. You know, because the and 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 the uh, blood and of I, the lamb. The blood of the lamb. And that that's a that's a message that I got into years ago. That's what got me into art in the first place. I went to, I went to, I got into university. I studied in Toronto. I wanted to be a brain surgeon. I got into med school. I got my degree in neuroscience. Uh, you know, I was doing all this work because uh, I wanted to. I had this this dream like, yeah, I want to make the world a better place or or whatever, want to do some kind of contribution. And, and in my upbringing, I was guided to, to such a place that, okay, I'll go be a doctor. You know? But then as I was living in this, this reality of the medical institution, I was like, wait a second, like, what I thought this was and what it is, not the same thing. And I started to meet other people who were more popping with, like, they were just vibing. Mostly in visual arts, like meeting people who were, dealing art you know and i was like that's cool it's more real it's more tangible to me than sitting at a desk for another eight years to get a medical certificate and then operate on some person with a questionable procedure that was in tandem with reading the bible and and one thing i'll say is that and i was raised catholic but then i went straight atheist because my upbringing in the catholic system the catholic school system left a very bitter taste in my mouth and i was like it turned, it turned you off it turned you off you know, but then I, what happened was that, so then I went with this atheist slam, but I was like, well, there's doctrines, there's religions, 
like anyone. I, I really got into science. Right. Like building Darwin. 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 Men came from yeah, right. all that, you know, and it's like because because just looking for answers, you know. And and what I found is like you'll get into these different philosophies and they'll give you different answers. But but what which one will give you a way forward and which one will actually be a pit and a trap. And the only one that I found that had actually a tangible it's a, like it's actually challenging to read in the sense that it challenges you uh in your heart and in your it calls you, it calls your name. It says I feel it. You. you feel it. And that's in the scriptures, that's in the Bible. Everything else has just been like a rabbit hole that I'm like, oh, I don't need to go there. Like I, I met this girl yesterday and she's like, oh, I'm starting to be a lawyer. I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, great. And she right. says, yeah, you know, good people need to be lawyers. And I'm like, that's true. You know, we need good, good lawyers. God knows. But I'm like, you know what? Good people need to be good people. You don't have to be a lawyer to make a positive impact in the world. Right. In fact, you might be more equipped to make a positive impact in the world by being Joe Blow, you know, John Doe at a hot dog stand. Because you might, you might, you don't have this, uh, this, what's the word, pretense. Like you have some authority that people don't have or that you know more than them. And if I found anything, because when I left the school system, this was six years ago, seven years ago now, wow. And uh, I started sweeping floors in auto shops in Toronto and detailing cars. And I was working with, you know, this guy who just got off the boat from Portugal or Jamaica. And uh, that guy was real as anything I've ever seen. He doesn't, he, he, not, he didn't graduate high school, but he's teaching me because he knows the reality of the world. He's deep in it, you know, and, and he knows the comings and goings of, of the system. Of, the, system. the system. Whereas the Babylon system. He stole both systems. Because I remember the Jamaican guy, he'd always be like, yes, Babylon. Or it's see the cops, you call them Babylon boys. And you would talk about uh, what's the Emperor Celestii, you know? And, and it's like, all right, like there's something going on here. And, it, and what it was, was there's a heartbeat, you know, there's a heartbeat that I could feel. And it's like, wow. And, and I, I really felt that um, it, it became more a matter of sculpting my character, like doing character work and letting go of this idea that I had to fix the world as is, more of like a doctor kind of mindset where it's like, oh, there's an issue and I need to be above it and operate on it. And more like, I got to, I got to sort myself out and, and be, a, and right. I don't got to change the world. I just got to be. Change a, yourself a, first, change yourself first. And then you could change the world. Well, then you, the thing is then it's about integrating yourself into the world. You don't have to be up on some tower somewhere dictating. Like if anything, stay down, stay down here and do the work down here in the garden. Oh, and cultivate that, cultivate those relationships. Amen. And, and Amen. Fine, you know. Amen. God, even today, dude. I, I was at the coffee shop today. I went in, and it, I swear, dude, it's always the guys. It's the lowest, often. It's the lowest people who have lost everything. Who are often the brightest because they have. They don't have. They've lost their. Um, I don't know. Help me out here. Like they, they don't have. They've lost their direct. The, well, they've lost options in life, and and and, and the only tangible thing. That they have access to really is a direct relationship with God because that really? that's that's free, and they don't care what some person you know in Gucci shoes thinks about their belief system. Like they 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 seem they seem Babylon, and they and they're like whatever, dude. Like that system, I'm not a part of it, and that system rejected me. That's why I'm homeless, you know. But right. but when you, 
when you see the way, and again, this touches back on scripture per se, is it's like there's, I, I imagine there's like this river, the, 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 the river of life, you know, and it's like, I'm not trying to get out of it. I want to get into it. I want to, I want to be involved. That, that's a major thing I see, uh, you know, Eastern and Western philosophies is, is generally that it's like this idea of enlightenment being, oh, like, let's go to a mountain and, and just disappear. Contemplate our navel. You know, and, 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 and or let's meditate for, you know, a week. And it's like, who are you serving by doing that? Whereas when you read uh, scripture, at least, it's a challenge to be a part of the world and be uh, a divine presence, you know, and be a servant. How can you be a servant to anybody if you're just going to disappear? You know, right. it, it's about integrating yourself and 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 having a backbone and being like. But you need both, and we're right or wrong. So in this time, we need to have that both. Both, Alan, you touched on a couple of points, but you say how how, how the system is 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 really rigged against us. All of this was predestined. This was written about, and they call it the um, the Frank Frankfurt School. In Germany, like in 1925, a bunch of uh, professors and scholars started, like Mario Gramsci and a lot of these people, started writing a lot of books. I don't want to go too deep into that, if you know what I mean. And uh, they they wrote all of these protocols already back then because they, it's hard to explain, but I don't want to get too political with this because I don't, you know, we'll, we'll leave that alone. But what ends up happening is that they ended up going into the universities, into the governments, and influencing everything towards this end of a one-world government, all right? And there's no coincidence because what they want to do is break up the family, break up our connections with God, and they want us, they want the government to be daddy and the government to take care of us. This way they can separate us, separate six feet apart, not congregating. Churches are closed, but abortion clinics are open, all that fun stuff. This was all written about. So in essence, what's happening right now is you, you bring up the word um, God and the first thing a person says, Joe Blow in the, like you said, pizza shop, you know, you bring up God, he goes, hey, God, yeah, look at the Catholic church and the pedophiles. That's what they want because what they're doing, it's a bait and switch and, they, and they're tricking us and they're deceiving us from an interaction and a connection with our, with our true purpose and a connection with, with God and, and Jesus. That, that's what they want. That's why they did this. That's why people don't know if they should or go blind. They don't know what to do these days. You cannot, you got to separate religion, which is the word, the etymology of the word religion means to control or to bind. And, and, and that's exactly what's taking place right now. They're binding us up to put us into the cattle farm for this system and, and, and ensla basically enslave us. Look at everything that's going on. So you need to make that. I believe there's going to be a hundredth monkey epiphany you, and that's a whole other thing just look up the hundredth monkey but there's going to come a point in time when there's going to be enough people calling out to the lord that he's going to answer our, our prayer really? i'm leave, i'm i want to hear you on your uh well, written, dude and, and there's, a, there's a few your relationship with god and with it's and with the world or the earth it's your life dude like you can literally live your life how in any way that pleases you like it's your decision Anyone who's your choice, you, your choice, yeah, your choice, and anyone who's going to force you, it doesn't work. You can try to, you can try to force someone to do something. It never, never worked for me. Anything that was given to me that was good was given to me freely. 
I was allowed to to step into it and embrace it, and also allowed to let it go. And be like, yeah, I just need some space. Right. And and that being, which is why I typically stay away from church. Dude. Like I've been exploring the Bible specifically for let's say seven years, and throughout that, like sometimes I go to church, but when I go to church, more often than not. I feel like I'm the one bringing Christ to them. Right. They're the ones that bring like the egg salad sandwiches and the coffee to me. Right. <laughs> you know, right. the, the donuts. Yeah. You know, and and so and and if you look at the the life of Jesus, it's like the guy he knew just a couple things. Here. One, the guy was studying scripture since he was a child. He was a rabbi. Jesus was a rabbi. And, but even as a kid, like he, the, the guy was studying like there's a story where mary and joseph jesus parents are like yo like okay we've been in jerusalem this weekend and we're going home now or something like that and they can't find jesus he's missing and like right. oh, where'd, where'd little jesus go and they find him at the temple and they're like and he's hanging out with the the, the guys right at the right and, and like, yo what's up and he's like i'm don't you know i came here to do my father's work i forgot that scripture you're right correct i'm 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 of my Father's work or something like that. Old yeah. English. So now let's take that. Understanding scripture, I think, is very important. And and even just from an intellectual pursuit alone, if you can read the Bible, that was one of the things that first brought me to the Bible, honestly, when I was, again, in that in that period when I was in school, is I'm like, what other book in, in the world has had a larger effect on this planet than the Bible? For better, for worse, take right. it any way you want. But just out of sheer curiosity, I'd like to get to know, I'd like to have a personal understanding of what's in this book. I don't want to take some guys, don't even take my word for it. If you want to check out the podcast now and just grab your Bible, go ahead. I invite you to do that. Don't take my word for it. Read it and get your own understanding. And 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 that brings us, okay, so let's, so that. (laughs) Your own understanding. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Of the scriptures. And, and furthermore, the, in the life of Jesus, he went out. What he what he did is he went out into the world, and, and he was he was with the lowest of the low. Like he would he humbled himself. He, he, so what I'm saying is, like when I think about church, like to me this is church. You and I right now, this is church. Amen. You know, and and the, the guy I was connecting with in the, at the coffee shop this morning, that was church. You know, and, and so it's not a title. It's not something that you wear. There's another part of the scripture where Jesus, it's just a parable. He's just talking about it. And he's like, yo, like there's these two guys and one is all dressed up in the robes and he's at the temple and he's praying and he's dancing, he knows the prayers and, and he does all the, the ceremonial stuff. Uh, and there's another guy who comes to the temple in his work clothes and, you know, he probably smells like alcohol and he gets on his knees at the temple and he's crying. He's like, God, he's, he's, he's kneeling down. He's saying, Lord, like, please help me. And I and I and I have nothing left except for you. And he says, the man on his knees crying is the one that's glorified in the eyes. His words, his his words reach the Lord. Because the other guy's just bullshit, basically. You know what I mean? It's like, how is he? Politics. He's doing politics. Yeah, you know, he's going through the motions. He's like, oh look, I'm a godly person. Like, look at me. You know. You know, and, on that, on, on if I may, Alan, if I may, I want to insert. To hold on to your point. Hold on yeah. to your point. What you're seeing right now with Elon Musk is this transhumanism. There's two of them, uh, transhumanism and Neuralink. Okay, what these people believe 
is that at some point, like George Soros and these evil, evil Pelosi and all of them, okay, Biden, all of them, they think is when the moment of death comes to them, that they're going to be able to download their consciousness into another avatar meat wagon, transhumanism, Neuralink, and continue to live so they don't have to face their karma. But what they don't realize is that their consciousness is not theirs. There's only one consciousness, and that's God consciousness. I don't care what religion, because the Hindus talk about it, the Buddhists talk about it, the Christians talk about it, the Jews talk about it. There's one consciousness and one God, okay? You're going you're gonna to have to pay... That Ouija board is not going to pay for your sins, man. It's when, in, when people have an, a near-death experience in NDE, there was a guy I was watching the video, blew me away. But the things that they see in this NDE, there was one guy that was a bully, and he would pick on people and beat He wasn't a murderer, but he was a bully. He'd go to bargain the fights and beat people all his whole life. When he had that near-death experience, he experienced those beatings from the person getting beat from their side, everything, every punch. And when he came, he came back, they resuscitated him. He completely changed his life around, man. And you, you'll you see that. Go to YouTube and type in near-death experiences. People think it's a joke, but I'll, I'll throw it back. Continue with your point. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. Well, and, and again, like the, the whole, it's not, the Bible is it, not a guilt trip. And, and like, if the Bible aside, like, it, we're not guilt tripping people. It's not about that. Like, life is about, let's raise the vibration, you know what I mean? And let's be present. Let's say, you know, I, I know that you did some stuff, but let's be here and let's see what's the way forward. Right. And I think that most people, whether or not they actually have a relationship with scripture, like most people that I find are decent people, they have that understanding. Like they're just real, they're up front. You mm-hmm. know, and they might not, they might not like anything to do with the Bible. And that, that's fine. But people have this understanding that it's like, I'm here and, and what's good, you know. But with me, it's like, I'm here and what's better, you know. And, you, and especially where it's just like you get all these messages uh, now more than ever about because the truth is being censored. Let's face it. Like, ding, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hello. Uh, so, so you get these uh, all these videos of like anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers or 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 so-called truthers, and this has been another thing that's 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 sort of chiseled away at me, like how. You gotta get straight to the point. And if you're calling yourself a truther, but you're also condemning other people actively, like if you're being like, yo, you know, F this guy or and 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 they deserve to die or, or whatever. I mean like and you're wearing a mask and, and you're you're a sheeple or you're like how you're so stupid, like and it, if you're antagonizing people, you're not a truther. Right. The, the, the best truther, the best example of a truther is Jesus Christ. And that's what shook me when I first read it. I just read the Gospels and I was like, wow, like reading what he's talking about. Like it, it, there's such a trap of mentality of, of being rational and reasonable. And I think especially because I was studying neuroscience, dude, like I was reading books on books about books. Synapses, synapses and all that. And I was just in it, you know, and it's, and it's good in its own way. But what I mean is that let's start to feel and what I mean is that let's be present with our hearts and loving and, and, and a major um, a major aspect of Christ is that he was present. He was loving. He's often referred to as the good shepherd. And what I mean is this. Here's the point is that, look, there's a lot of people out there who who, who really knows what's going on. And I'll say, yeah, I know things about what's going on. But ultimately, I live in faith. 
I hardly live in knowledge because I don't have enough. I live in, in faith that with my understanding and with my intent that I'll find the, the truth and I'll find right. it right. when it's shown to me. Right. And, and, and so, and that's, and that, that it took me a while to even get there. There's some people who all they live in is facts and all they live in is the news and all in analytical, people, analytical statistics, and double mask, shield, friggin hand sanitizer, you know what I mean? Like six foot, 12 foot, you know, and the, the, the biggest challenge is to care about those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? The biggest challenge is to take people who are so ignorant and be like, look, I care. I love you. And I want, I want what's best for you. And it's not that I'm going to, well, I can't, I can only do so much, but I can at least speak the truth. On know? that point, on and that, that point, I said it on my, sorry to throw in my last, uh, you can continue in a second. About two two episodes back, I was getting into that whole duality and good and evil, everything like that, consciousness. And I said, I'm going to put it in this way. George Soros, okay, he is my shadow. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? He's a shadow I'm aspect. Because, exactly, dude. because it's one consciousness. Yeah. There's one. There's one right. See, see that, that's what they call the illusion of the separate self. It says in the Upanishads, if you throw a lump of salt in water, it will dissolve. But whatever you taste of water, it is salty. Even so, the separate self dissolves in a sea of pure consciousness, infinite and immortal. Uh, a separateness arises from identifying the self with the body, which is made up of the elements. That's you might have to rewind that if you okay, play it back. No, yeah, it took the me source a- is my shadow because there's only one consciousness. That's right, and that's, that's the sea it. of consciousness. And it's one. so hard to to to, but so you got to love people. You they, in in Christianity they say. We don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. Correct. You know, so it's it's not that, like, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know. He's, him. Your, he's your shadow. But there, if I'm, it, remove the moat in your own eye before condemning the speck in another's. And this is, and so I'm quoting scripture here. And that's what I mean is it's all there, dude. Like all these parables, it's all written, dude. It's all written in the gospels and in the stories. So I know I'm pounding in pretty hard on it. But it's no, that's that's it's what, hey, that's what the spirit is speaking through you, man. It, it means something, and 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 it means something both within the gospels. Like there's so much content in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, within those. But the Bible isn't just the it's not just those four books. It, it's the Bible. There's a there's a, a prequel. You know, the first the Old Testament, sure. the, how the where we came from and, and what it's about. Genesis, and, and Genesis, and, and and the fall. And, and and the garden, and what I'm getting at is that the Bible is also a prophetic book, and, and I'm going to wrap it back. And I don't want to get too. Cool. I'm so what I mean is this: there's a plan, and it's bigger than you, and and we're a part of it. And and yes, we're called to stand up to our own higher conscious calling. But yes, we all have work to do. Ultimately, we do, you know, and, and step up. And the sooner you do that work. It's for your benefit. The sooner you do it, the better. The sooner you let go of these false notions and lies, the better, because you'll be rewarded with the positive karma that comes along with that. Right. That being said, there's still a plan, and it's still bigger than you. So when when we talk about like the new world order, like when you look at the way that the world is being organized and and, and um, vaccine like, passports. Yeah, dude, and all this shit that's coming through. You look at that and you say, okay, what can I do about this? 
on the one hand, you can do a whole lot. Like I, I often think about that movie Titanic. You know when the boat's going, it's sinking, and then there's the band, and they're still playing music. Like, look, if this, if the script is already written, this planet, and you, there's nothing you can do ultimately in your life to change the script. It, it's it's gonna the boat is gonna go through. But there, you can still be active in your own life. In your, I call it a garden. You can still have a garden. You can still cultivate. You can still pull out the weeds. You can still do things in your own life. That will that will benefit at least your portion of it. That will at least rescue you from perhaps a worst part of that plot. So to go back to Titanic, like yeah, I mean Titanic has a bit of a, a bitter end. They all basically freeze and die. <laughs> that's that's within the scope of Titanic. But let's even go with that. Let's say we're all going to freeze and die. Okay, fine. But you don't have to freeze and panic and 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 you know like drown some child because you wanted the boat and also die. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I like, I like, you yeah. You be more like graceful it. and you can still have some dignity in your death. You know what I mean? And then the message in Christianity that's even greater than that is a, well, actually, it's about eternity. It's not about, okay, Kurt, That's what I was going to, that's ex because people see their whole existence drilled down or boiled down to, you know, Walmart buying shoes today and am I going to have a job tomorrow when that's not it? That's the illusion that this control mechanism system is trying to make us believe. We need to look towards the eternal, man, yeah. you know, because that's what's going to feed the soul. None of this, you know, a pair of $300 sneakers is not going to feed my soul, man. Okay. And you know that. And and, and the thing is that, though, like, I'm liberated, dude. Like, the more you liberate your yourself from these Your thinking. Things, liberate your thinking. Yeah. They're, they're shackles that keep you bound. And, and this is what I'm getting at, that those shackles, this, this, so if you look at, for example, the prophecy in the Bible, there's a prophecy that's- Revelations, says, look, Revelations. On both sides of it. So first the Bible starts, Garden of Eden, yada, yada. Right. And, and, and it's good. But then, it does, it's, then it's not good and bad things happen. Correct. And then there's a prophecy that says, look, even though bad things are happening, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to send someone who's going to help. Okay. That's Jesus. Then Jesus does the thing in the gospels. And, and he's present, uh, and you can look into what is involved in that. There's also prophecies moving forward, which can be found in the Gospels and the books after the Gospels, especially the book of Revelation. And Daniel, the book of Daniel and the book of Revelations. The book of Daniel is, is yeah, yeah, big time. There's so many. That, that's where I'm at now. Like, yeah, but those two books go together. Those two books go together. So what I mean is, like, you look at the World Economic Forum. You look at, you look at these tyrants right and you're like wow these guys are working so hard so diligently to create this new world order and and on the one hand you say okay well i'm helpless how can i actually fight it and and the there's there's a few answers like i said yeah the ship's going down look have some dignity if they're going to make a new world order have some dignity in scripture it says there will be a new world order it says that the antichrist will reign for a period of time, I believe it's seven years. It's saying that there will come a time when it's just gonna happen. So for me, I'm not trying to stand up against the Antichrist. I'm not trying to stop scripture from being fulfilled. You can't. It's gonna happen. Like so if it's not the World Economic Forum, if it's not if it's not Mark, if it's not Soros, that maybe it doesn't happen in my lifetime at all. But it's the same spirit that's in these people will one day reign for a period of time. 
but then that period will pass. I believe it's happening now in Somalia and certain parts of the world. I believe we're in that time right now. Because, yeah, because look, we're looking around and like, okay, it's got, try living in Somalia or Syria or, or Lebanon and, and some of these places, even in China, like the, the suffering that's taking place on this planet right now. So, so the hope that I give people is still that it's like, that doesn't have to be your, your it's that you don't have to join yourself. Don't marry that system. Don't you attach. Don't, don't attach. And in fact, so, okay, so then what? Well, then Christ, dude, like then, then, then start to live fully out of that system. Start to live a, a life that is um, present, that is loving. And, and just watch how your life transforms. Just look at the opportunities that are going to be presented to you just because you're present. And you're like, okay, I'm here. Like, what do we got to do? But it's work, Alan. You know, it's not like, you know, you go to Walmart and you get the uh, bounty paper towel with the 10% discount. I'm just kind of ranting here, but two two points on that because it, I, lo I love your points and I want to just kind of refine a, t a tiny bit in that the illusion that they have us going through is they want us, first of all, to the biggest lie that the, the biggest lie that the devil ever told was that he doesn't exist. Yeah, sure. Now, they want us on that mouse, on that uh, hamster wheel, running, running, running for that plastic carrot that we're never going to get to to take our eye away from God. That's the first thing. The second thing is that people are under the impression that, oh, well, you know, you, you go to Jesus or whatever, and look at what they did in the Spanish Inquisition, and they tortured people, and, and they put all of these negative connotations towards believing in God when that's all the actions of men, okay? <laughs> One, two. If you call on the name of Christ now, like if you go out and smoke a cigarette or, you know, you, you, you know, you go to work late, like you're going to burn in hell. No, God is a loving God. And this is a God of grace. We are saved by grace, not by works. Mm, so once we come into a loving relationship with our Lord and Savior, that's when the process begins. And we're going to fall down and we're going to get back up again. And what distinguishes somebody that's going to really make it to his kingdom is the guy that keeps getting up and says, you know what? Cause the devil is going to lie to you and say, you know what? Stay down there because God gave up on you. Trust me, dude. I'm telling like we had a little discussion before the podcast and a couple of little things happened in my life. And the devil was lying to me saying, Hey, you don't know you're done for, and this is if you and everything like that. And the light of Jesus always shines through, but they want you. The devil is telling you uh, that there is no God, man, that he's God and that there's no, there's no way like, you know, you, you have you have nothing when you have to understand that you have infinite power through the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, the lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. I mean, but and then that's when the process starts. You start reading about his life. I recommend people get a red letter edition of the King James Version of the Bible, red letter edition, and read those red word, uh, words of Jesus because the red words are Jesus's words. Read the Sermon on the Mount. Start with that and see how you vibe with it and start start. If, if you don't feel anything or whatever, you know what, then do what you got to do, man. But there's yeah. certain people, no, really, but there's certain people that God is going to reach out to. Okay. And that's when you're going to find out. Again, remember, the biggest lie the devil ever told was that he doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah. So, I, again, I go back to the notion that Christ is liberated. You know what I mean? And, and, and the, the most obvious example of that is like healing people from sickness, which happens over and over again in the Gospels, right? Um, but, but in life, more practically, what that means is like, when you're living in the spirit, you're, it's not like I'm, I'm out there healing lepers, 
but it's like you can see some conflict precipitating being like oh true like what what's the, what's the better way to to sort this out so that you can go from having some cancer or sickness develop in there's no other body. way there's no other way well the, the other way is sickness and disease like that's the other way you're just being right. right you know that's the way so so when i and it's not easy bro because there's always work that needs to be done even in the very 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 last chapter of the bible literally open the bible go to the last page and 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 i think it's john's talking to like i don't know if it's our game but he's basically the, the angel's like yo like, i think it is gabriel i think it is gabriel right and and he's talking about like this is heaven and this is what was actually intended and and john's like wow gabriel like you're amazing thanks for showing me this and gabriel's like i'm not amazing god is amazing amen so even this the top angel is like no i'm like you i just did the work <laughs> you know so i made like, the right choices i made the right choice because there was and an I angel still have to because even if I, if I just accepted that you told me i'm amazing i would no longer be amazing because only god is amazing right amen just that the, the work is never ending but the path is always right in front of you and, and to pick it up and be like all right it's another day another day to do the work and and yeah the work is difficult but the benefits are huge it's just like like a, try eliminating sugar from your diet for example i'm going through that now i'm going through that now yeah yeah it's not easy but when you get there you're like i'm free <laughs> you know it, it basically boils down to oh, a choice choice Gabriel made this. this is important. Gabriel said, you know, give the glory to God. The thing is, Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel, made the right choices. There was another angel that made different choices. Mm. And you know his name was Lucifer. Lucifer. Right. He was an archangel. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And what happened with him was he said, he said, I will Lucifer, the son of the morning star. He would blow the trumpet and the sun would rise. Mm. But one day he said, I will arise higher than the most high. I will, I will, I will, saying that he would be higher than God. And he was cat and he chose evil. He didn't create evil. Mm -hmm. Kind of deep. He chose evil and he got cast out. So when 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 Gabriel said to John, you know, don't give the glory to me, give the glory to God, it's because he, he consistently stands on the word of God and he makes the right choices. Every time Jesus gets into conflict, because he was. He was on this cliff on the precipice of a mountain, and the devil said, bow down your knee to me, and I'll give you all of this kingdom. If you notice, Jesus didn't go back to Satan or the devil with his own words. He quoted scripture, and he says, right. man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Even he is not going to challenge the devil because he's so cunning and conniving. And when you, when, when in your daily walk, when you find yourself confronted with this the only option that you have is to quote scripture to yourself because that is the code to crack the matrix, my brother. It is microdose, dude. Microdose on that scripture, bro. Honestly. And, and I like I, it. I like I, it. And, and when I listen to people like this, I really like listening to Russell Brand, for example. I, I, I kind of go back and forth with but, him because he's with, a little. Uh, exactly. And what I mean is that I can see how people would listen, like to listen to him because he's funny and he's. He's not bad. He's not bad, but he's a but, little. He never talks about the spirit of Christ. Right. And what I mean is this, God bless you, Russell. But what I mean is that there's a spirit of Christ and there's a spirit of the Antichrist. And if what you were doing, if, if you if your life is built around people worshiping you, people idolizing you, 
if you're just gathering things because you want to feel, you want to be admired. You, you want, want to be connected. You want to feel relevant. Well, and some people want to be famous. Some people want to be, you know what I mean? Like, like, the, like Leo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt. Not that I know them, but like Lady Gaga, you know what I mean? Like, they just like, it's as if life is about being rich and famous. You're, you're building an idol of yourself. And that's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's, that's a satanic spirit, ultimately, because where that leads ultimately is people, is the, that's operating in the consciousness of, I am greater than others, and others need to worship me because I'm better than them. Solipsism. So, it's called solipsism. Okay. First, I've heard of the term. Yeah. And, and to me, logically, where it goes is Satan who wants the world to be a slave. Solipsism. It's, and, it's people. People, people that are into the, 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 the Church of Satan, all, all that stuff. It's all me. Do as thou wilt. Right. Is all of the law. Alistair Crowley. I know I have a little bit more. I, I like to inject them because I can see what you want to say, but it's really you're hitting all of those points, man. It's solipsism. And, and what I mean is that that, but that's a micro. The, that I fight with that every single day. I grapple with that every day because that spirit is ever present. It's always present in your day. Am I doing this to for self-aggrandizement? Am I doing this to make myself be awesome, like to be like a big guy, you know what I mean? Or am I doing this because um, this is what I ought to do? Like, am I or am I called to do this because this is actually a spiritually more conscious route? Mm. You know, so is it is it based in your ego being above people, or are you taking your ego and are you integrating it? And I really feel like that's it. On the grand scale, yeah, it's Christ and, and the Antichrist. But okay, so let's bring that back to reality. You know, I'm sitting here in my in my office space. How does that how does that come in terms of the message that we're delivering even just on this podcast? And I'd say, well, I'm not delivering this podcast because I, I want you to worship my podcast. I'm delivering this to people as a service to them that they can take or they can leave. And, and, and but we're equals here. We're all equals. We were created equal, and we didn't. There's, there's no variance. There's no God didn't want us to stray from that. So I think that to, the more that I even look at what I've done in the past few years, like even in my artwork, for example, in my business, just look at business alone. So many people are like, I have to have a business. I have to be, uh, uh, I don't know, a pop star. <laughs> you know, right, have, right, right. Me, 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 me. Me. Yeah, and then and they'll just keep on selling and selling themselves. What good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul in the process? So, and again, it comes back to that spirit of Babylon that it's like the more you make it about yourself, like now we're living in this time to bring it back to, to today, is that people are willing to, like, for example, like say you got to wear a mask in my store, and the reason they're saying is it is because they want to keep their business open, but they put their desire to have their business over the truth. That's a tough one, though, because they got to pay their bills. But I, 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 Roger, everything you said, man. I told, well, they're invested. So here's another parable right. from uh, the, the Gospels, where it's like Jesus is like, yo, the kingdom of God is like, uh, you know, this guy is going to throw a party. He invites a bunch of people, all kinds of people invite. But the people that he invites, one's like, oh, I can't come because I just bought an ox. Or I can't come because I'm getting married. I can't come because of this, or I can't come because of that. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, screw all you guys. And he says to his own servants, go to the street and invite anyone who's available. So so what I mean is, like, let's face it, dude, when, when this world collapses, like, 
your business isn't going to save you. Right, right. No, totally, totally. I'm, I eat first. And whatever I got to lose today to uphold that truth, I'll lose it today because you're going to lose it down the road anyways. But when you lose that, there's so much more to gain. Right. No, to totally in agreement. But it's just what they're doing is they're putting they're pitting man against man, divide and conquer, separate people. It's hard, dude. And it's, it's on it's, purpose. Oh, that's what the plan. I'm telling you. There's also lies involved. What, what I mean is that, like, for example, there's this guy in Toronto, right? And he's making a point of being the guy who's fighting uh, mass mandates in his store. And he's looking in, he's putting up a fight. He's got the backbone. And he's like, look, no masks allowed in my store. Or, or, or there's a mass free shopping day. Or if you've got a vaccine, you're, you're straight up just not allowed to come like or whatever the case whatever it is right and my point is there is now such a desire for that there's actually i think that if you were a business person and you at least found a way i'm not saying refuse people wearing masks or vaccines whatever but like if you're like hey look i'm gonna find some way to cater to people who don't want to wear masks i'm gonna find some way to cater to a conscious crowd because people are becoming more and more conscious and, like even shoppers drug market surprise had a mask free shopping hour and and it was a big hit because there's a demand for it. See, but what ends up happening in in reality too is that the issue now becomes wearing a mask and he has a mask and he doesn't have a mask and this doesn't have a mask. When we're all getting herded into this farm, they have us as about two podcasts ago. I did one on I call it the screen, the hamster wheel, and the farm. Right. So the screen is what's dictating everything that's happening to us right now. The, your telephone screen, your cell phone, your smartphone screen, you know, your laptop and everything. The screen is the, the CNN is giving us everything, indoctrinating us into what we need to do. That's the screen. The screen gets us into the hamster wheel, generating power for this system, chasing right. an illusionary carrot and generates power, which ends up putting us onto that farm to generate power for them. And it takes us, our eyes also off of God. Right. So myself, when I enter in, in, into these dialogues or whatever, because I'm, I kind of feel like I'm in a good place as far as, you know, my relationship with God and just, just, you know, my, my house, my home, every, you know, I, I'm doing what I need to do, meeting my responsibilities as a man, but they will do everything that they can to stop that from happening and the way they do that is have you talking about masks. So now there's four people, there's five people in the room, three agree with masks and two don't. So now they, they, they forget the mask, man. We're getting herded into this freaking farm. Yeah. Well, you don't got to engage in it. Like I'm, I don't get engaged in mask debates. I don't get in. Like, it, look, if you want to wear a mask, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I stand in my, in the truth. Right. So I do not wear one. And what happens is like, okay, so I might be at the supermarket and I might have someone look at me and be like, yo, like, Where's your mask? And I'm like, well, I'm not wearing one. So what I mean is, you're you're making yourself a target by a bunch of people, but you're also making yourself a light for other people who are they need a light in their life. Because right. they're equally well, and that's that's what's more important. You might lose seven friends, but you gain two for one who actually needed it. You get, all of a sudden you got a real connection. And I tell you, dude, one real connection is worth a hundred. Hundred percent. And that's 100%. what's going to save you. That's what's going to carry you through. You know, so if I can be that light, it's it's worth the risk of, of the flack you might get. And if anything, the flack that you get, I mean, pick your battles, but the flack that you right. get standing in the truth is going to make you stronger because all of a sudden you got to put up this fight and you got to be real. And you're like, okay, wow, like 
I'm engaged, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the mix, and that brings it back to the scripture. Jesus didn't just leave. He got in the mix, and we're called to get in the mix while standing in the truth. Died and rose on the third day, on, on Easter Sunday. Died and rose on the third, crucified on Friday, rose on Sunday. That's why our God is a living God. And not not to change the subject, but kind of kind of to tack on to what you said. You know, we're talking about Jesus, but you're going to say, what about Buddhist people? What about Hindus in India? What about, you know, people that, you know, that haven't heard the word of God or whatever? God reads their heart. He, he, he's not going to judge and say, well, you didn't read Ephesians 15. No, he looks at your heart. He sees the actions that you took because on those near-death experiences, they replay your whole life what you did. Your whole life flashes before you. This is all facts. And when he re, when he run, reruns your, your your life and your video, he's going to say, yeah, you're a Hindu. But you know what? You go to section 3B in heaven over here. And then you, who were sacrificing kids or just taking advantage of people and just being a really evil person. Yeah, or watching porn. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just up, to, bro. like I'm telling you, little sins and big sins, it's the same. Right. But the thing, the thing is, the, the trick that the devil plays on us is he wants to say to you, you know what, you were just on Pornhub. You know what, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. No, reach out to Jesus and, 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 and lay your sins before him, whatever your sins might be, and be in a progressive movement towards the word of God and grow in the love of God. If you stay in your sins and doing all your stuff, that's what they flash your life before you. He's going to say, I do not know you. Away from me. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. Just be in the knowledge that Get what's real and not this, not, you know what the church is today, Alan? The church, you know, really where the church, the synagogue and all that stuff is? The Apple store. They line up, they take a number for hours so that they can get the new iPhone with 15 lenses. Uh, are you kidding me, man? I got a, I got a $200 phone, man. And I, I, freaking, and I, I'm thinking of going to a flip phone, but I like to, ch I, I kind of like YouTube and stuff like that. But that's what we're that's to the point that this this has degraded to man this is it's ridiculous man people really need to understand that they're herding us into the freaking farm man yeah bro and but and you don't but you don't have to go there like look jesus walked on water you i'm pretty sure you can get out of the farm <laughs> you know what i mean like I'm, there's, a, there's a better way don't attach to this reality that they're giving us attach to the self look within all of the answers are in here Read your Bible. Read. I I read the, the Dharmapada. I read everything. I kind of get eclectic with that. I love knowledge and I love truth. So I'm not gonna devalue or just throw off something that has value for me. That quote that I did from the Upanishads is really the path to immortality. It really is. Just because it was, it's a teaching from another thing, but it's it's absolute truth. There's one truth. There's one God. There's one consciousness, and we all share it. When I'm on the street with 50 people, I'm seeing. 50 manifestations of myself. Get, you know, you, you got it. You have to understand, separate the real from the illusion, man. Yeah. And this word, like I said, the synagogue or the church today is the, is the Apple store. Yeah, bro. And seize the day. Like I, I think that when carpe diem, carpe diem. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and what I mean is that it's like, like if you're thinking, Oh, whatever, like I'll sit back on my pension or, oh, you know, I've saved up, you know, 70 grand. So like, I'm good. Watch what happens when that vanishes. Then what do you have? Oh, or even when you, or even when you have it, you could, you, you know, who knows what could happen to you just because you have money. That's just, that's just material from here, from this realm, from this Babylon system. That's it. I want treasures in heaven. 
hey, well, in heaven on earth, dude. Like, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is in heaven. Amen. You know, so, so let's do it. You know, it's all good. All right. So, the message okay. that if you're looking for a better way, like, just, bro, read the scripture. <laughs> crack, crack, crack open the uh, crack open the Bible, and like I said, I, I recommend people getting a red letter edition. Read, read. I, uh, that's what grabbed me initially when I first did that. As I ended up, I forget who it was. Somebody they gave me a little track or something like that, and it had it had the Sermon on the Mount, you know, like a little quote from. So I would, the first when I bought the Bible, my first Bible, I found it and I started reading it, and and, and wham, like between the eyes, man, I felt right in the chest, you know, the, the Word of God and the power of the Word of God, and I see. I see that's what happened to you. It's powerful, dude. You know, I see. I saw it when, when you were speaking. I said, something happened to Alan. <laughs> well, there's more to come, bro. And honestly, I feel like, you know, the, the more I learn about it, the more I feel like talking about it. There's so much content, um, you know, in the Bible. And I used to think it was just some dusty book, but it's not. Dude. It's a living book. And I think that when you look at, like, like this, the, a rough overview, like, yeah, there's Adam and Eve. There's Cain and Abel. There's Abraham, Isaac. Jacob, Jacob. Moses, there's uh, there's Daniel, there's Job, there's the book of Esther. There's all these, and what am I getting at? That there's all these, um, you, you might just think they're allegories, King David, you know? But what I see it as is, is that there was a time in our history when there was a challenge, when, when we were faced with, like, oh shit. Like, for example, Moses in the desert. Moses is in Egypt. He has some high position and he's like oh wait i'm an israelite and my people are slaves so i'm going to take my people out of here and then they go one in the desert that whole story arc there's a message involved in that story at the time they didn't know the answer they had to listen to god which is in their story they had to obey the commandments and when they started living in that way they came to the solution now right. the benefit that we have is that we don't have to do that again Right. We don't have to reinvent the scriptural wheel. We don't have to be like, okay, how am I going to get out of Babylon? No, that was done through Moses. That's already there. So if you want to educate yourself on how to get out of your Egypt, read Exodus. It's there. And if you want to, so what I mean is that you can graduate your spirit, I find, by learning about these story arcs intimately and be like, okay, well, like, what did Moses do? Or what did David do? Or what did, you know, these people do? What did Noah do? And then all of a sudden you'll look at the world going around you and you'll see these dramas and be like, wow, that's just like Noah. Or wow, that's just like whomever, you know? So then you can upgrade, you can upgrade, you can upgrade and you get out of it. Then And then likewise recognize, okay, well, what story are we living in now? And that is the story that's playing out in a lot of parts of the Bible. Revelations is what's playing. The book of Daniel and the book of Revelations is playing out right now. The mark of the beast equals vaccination passport. You know, it's... More or less, or it comes from the same place. Like I'm not going to claim that I know, you know. No, that's what it is. That Alan, that 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 is what it is, man. That but because what happens is they're saying that they have these nanobots and uh, metal particulates in this vaccine. It's going to alter the structure of your recombinant nucleic acid on that double helix of the DNA RNA, and you're going to become a GMO. And right. they're talking about, that's why, I don't know if you noticed, man, a few years back, everybody was with that ancestry.com where they want to know where they're from. They're checking out everybody. I never sent that shit in. All right? Do your research, man. You know, you it's kind of there for you, but you just got to, 
get off get off of uh, Twitter and uh, you know Instagram taking a picture of your sandwich or, or some girl twerking. Get off that and get what was real, man. Because I'll tell you, it's not a joke, man. Not a joke. The rock of my salvation, right? If you're going to build a house, build it on the rock. That you won't on the rock. The rock is God. So build your life on God and just watch what happens. You know, what we need to do, man, fathers, you need to take care of your families. Children, you need to love your parents and respect your parents and, and, and be part of a household. Have your, your, your home. And if you're by yourself, man, that's cool too. But like, I like to use the word integrate also. Integrate all of the positive things that you have to move forward and get to where you need to go to because what's taking place right now is they're trying to break the family apart. I was my dad died when I was six years old, and I was brought up by my mom was very sickly. Welfare the whole night. People know my story. But that's what they and it's it's really hard to come through that, man. Let me tell you something that is not easy, man. In a way, that's why I accumulated a lot of knowledge because I learned at a young age that that's what was going to get me out of the ghetto. To, my mom died in this very house at 70 years old. Okay. I took her out of the ghetto, but people have to understand that this is all planned out for us, man. And, 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 and they're trying to break the family up, trying to separate the mother from the father. Why do you think in the ghetto households, man, it's a, the father's not there because if the man is in the house, you don't get assistance and you don't get welfare. So that's planned out. So now the father's not there. So the kid is brought up on his own. And I'm sorry, man, but especially a young boy needs a father figure, man. He just does. I don't, a girl, I'm, I can't speak on a girl because I'm not, you know, there's only two genders, but the, I'll repeat, there is only two genders. Either you got a tool or you don't have a tool. If that, that's how simple. Now, I'm not against gay people. I'm not against any of that. You make your choices, and if you want to live like that, you know, that that's your choice. That's fine. That's your choice. My choices are different. But everything is in confusion right now. It's just confusion and chaos. And out of this chaos, they're going to create this 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 new world order that they want to do. And we need to remove ourselves from the chaos and get back to the family, man. That's the most important thing that we have. And when I say family, it could be really good friends. It could be a church that you attend. There's nothing, going to church is fine as long as you understand that that church is not God. That church is what people worship God, meet, okay? Church could be good or bad. You have this guy, uh, Joe, I call him Joel Ovaltine. He's Joel Olstein, where, you know, he has a big congregation and during the floods, they asked him if the people could come. He has a stadium base, an indoor stadium, that the people coming from that uh, tornado or hurricane to sleep. And he said, no. And I think they forced him to let the people in. He's a big hypocrite. Joel Ovaltine, Joel Olstein, POS. All right. He's going to get judged in his way when he gets up there because they're making religion a business. Making it a business. Send me, send me your money. Send me your money so I can get a bigger airplane. Mm. Listen, we're gonna, we're gonna let's let's wrap it up on here because I don't know how much um, time we have left on this Zoom. What I'm gonna do is, uh, we're gonna kind of end it right here. And I really want to, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and and uh, I, I really dig the direction that I see. And check out his Instagram because I really like the way he draws. He he reminds me of an artist. I don't know if you know the name, Daniel Klaus. He had an underground comic book called Eight Ball, and it was just in the eighties. He he had. I feel something when I see the way he draws things. He has he has a gift um, for for drawing, and because you get a feeling that transmits through his work, through his art. Well, so, watch, dude, because I got a I got a mouth too. You know what I mean? And and what I'm finding is that I'm, I'm finding more free flow through my uh, words. You know, and martial arts, dude. We can do a whole other bit. What are you getting? What martial arts you into now, dude? This, I'm, honestly, I, 
like I just call it calisthenics, dude. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm really into. Uh, I when I worked out, I would do like like bodybuilding. Right. And when people talk about bodybuilding, they're always talking about like the exterior, like you're making yourself bigger. Right. What about, what about building the inside? What about fine tuning your engine? So like, if anything, I'm losing weight, but I'm gaining coordination, Flexi- flexibility, and speed. So that work has been enormous. Um, I mean, that that's a whole healthcare angle, you know, because that comes also from some things that I have to face in my own life with my health. And then just deciding to go and confront this. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to take charge of my temple, my body. And then it's like amazing because then when you get that that sickness out of you, you've also gained the strength that you you worked for to get that sickness out of you. That, and that you've always had in you, that you've always had, but you just and, uncovered it. Then applying that into martial arts. And I train for, for boxing, but I'm applying, I'm, I'm not particularly interested outright in and competing in boxing for the sake of it i love to compete i love to get in the ring and, and i like to train at that level but honestly the level of martial arts i train at is i'm more like you know i'll say to my coach like yeah like let's train to be good in a, in a fight in the ring but like street speed like <laughs> you know well we need that it's good i really like that you bring that up because you need to be able to defend yourself. Part of being, take, assuming the responsibility that, that God has given you, part of that responsibility is to protect yourself and your family, man. So you do need, there's that the alpha male Buddhist, you know, there's a time that you gotta, you gotta get alpha and you gotta get what, as we would say in Brooklyn, you gotta get with the hands. You all know right. what I mean? And all it's, right. yeah, man. So you, you, you're hitting all the points, man. You're hitting no, all the points. It's a bounty, bro. It's a bounty. So look, thanks for having me on the show. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I just picked up an opportunity. I'm heading out to Chilliwack out in the country here to go uh, work on some acreage. Uh, my buddy's got a hops plantation there. So I'm straight up farming, farming for the next four days, getting my hands in the dirt and getting back to, uh, you know, there's, there's yeah. another thing too. You know, we can talk about God the Father, but let's talk about God's creation, you know. Alan, repeat repeat your Instagram. It's, it's Alan Turton. It's my name, Alan Turton, A-L-L-A-N. Turton, T U R T O N, but there's dots in between every single periods, but periods between each. It, okay. Right. And I'll put that link in, in the description of this. Alan, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll continue this dialogue at another time. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you, me. brother. Blessings. <laughs>
como lo aprendía y ya vi siempre cuando ella llega mi pensamiento Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational i also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com you can see the promotional t-shirts there reach out to me also if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast just reach out and see if i can get that done i've been getting some really Great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.